Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Niner Sports Talk. My name is Bryson Foster. I'm the sports editor for the Niner Times, and I'm once again joined by... Josiah House. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us, Josiah. Today is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little different than what we normally do. Uh, for those that don't know, the NFL Draft is tomorrow, which we're recording uh, today, which is Wednesday. So by the time this goes up, it will be Draft Day, which is crazy to think that it's already back upon us. So today we're going to talk all things NFL Draft. And as you could remember from the last episode, Josiah is quite the NFL expert. So we're going to talk about kind of a mock draft. We're going to go pick by pick, maybe talk about who's going to be the best available after the first round, position groups, just all of that. We're going to do everything NFL draft wise. So without further ado, let's get into it. Josiah, me and you are going to prepare to be GMs today. Yes, sir. We're going to be talking about some picks, talking about what teams are going to take. So I'll give you the floor first. Carolina Panthers have the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Who do you think they take? Me and you have the same pick here. The but, same pick. But yeah. who do you got? I think this is like a shoe-in. This is the easiest pick of the entire draft, in my opinion. Um, Panthers are on the clock. They're going to take Bryce Young. They're going to take Bryce Young. Yep. He's the best quarterback of this draft. He had the highest S2 score, which for those of you who don't know, an S2 uh, test is a type of cognition test that they've been running. It originally started, I believe, with just the Cowboys and the Saints maybe. Then they opened it up to all teams. It became a bigger draft type of test that teams have been taking the past couple years. Tepper, or the owner of the Panthers, David Tepper, has already come out and said that he very highly values this test. Uh, The S2 test to David Tepper is one of the most important parts of the quarterback evaluation period, and Bryce Young knocked it out of the park. He did better than Trevor Lawrence. He did better than Joe Burrow. He did better than Tua. He has one of the highest grades we've seen. It seems like David Tepper found his guy. I definitely agree with you. What do the Panthers need, first and foremost? A quarterback. To me, that's been the biggest flaw with this team in the last couple of years. And and it's something that quarterbacks are hard to come by, like good quality franchise guys. And Panthers definitely need one. And I think with one of their six picks, they will take Bryce Young. I feel like he's been one of those guys that some people had at one for a while, had at two, but they always had him up there not really falling. The Panthers need a quarterback, and I think Bryce Young is the guy out of Alabama. So after the Panthers, the Houston Texans have the second overall pick, which, you know, there's been some rumor that they might trade out of this pick. But I think, in my opinion, they're going to stay at number two and they're going to take C.J. Stroud at quarterback. I think Stroud, in my opinion, might be a little bit better than Bryce Young. But I think that's kind of a bold pick. I do think if you look at their careers, Bryce Young has been there. He's been to the college football playoff. So was Stroud, but Stroud kind of struggled at points. Um, so I do think the Texans go quarterback at number two. They, they need a quarterback bad. Um, I would be shocked if they don't go for a quarterback. I'd be shocked if they traded out of this pick. I don't, I don't know how you feel about this. I'll give you the floor for your pick. But I think if the Texans trade out of two, I feel like for a lot of their fans, they're going to be really disappointed um, to be like, we really needed a player up top. So for me, C.J. Stroud, second quarterback off the board. Who do you got? You got an interesting pick there. I do, I do. But you got it. Who you got? So for number two for the Texans, I've got Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech, going. Um, the thing about Tyree Wilson, he is a freak athlete. I mean, he's massive. He's 6'5". I believe he's around 265 in the uh, weight department, 
very fast. He's got crazy bend. He can bull rush. He can rip. He can uh, he can even speed. I mean, he's got the speed. He can just tear off the corner. He's someone that reminds me a lot of uh, the number one overall pick for the Jaguars last year coming out of Georgia, Trevon Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw Trevon Walker was the one who went above the surefire classic edge in Aiden Hutchinson. It does not surprise me to see these athletes that are not fully formed. You're going to see them start to go a lot higher. And also, kind of the elephant in the room here, why do the Texans not go quarterback? They still have two first-round picks next year from the Deshaun Watson trade. And they have Drake May and Caleb Williams mm-hmm. coming up in that in next year's draft. As well, this is a brand-new coach. It's an old GM, so if this doesn't go well, the GM could get fired. The coach brings a GM in that has the same mindset as him. They can go get their quarterback together. D'Amico Ryan's an incredible player, has history. He was drafted by the Texans when he played. An incredible coach, was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers last year. I see him as someone that is going to have a very long leash. I think they'll be patient with him, and I think he can go out and build his defense and then come back and get his quarterback next year. Yeah, and you mentioned Trayvon Walker being number one. You know, what's funny, though, is that I think a lot of people might be like, why Wilson at two? Well, you know, there's a lot of things coming out saying that he's equal to or higher than Will Anderson by some teams, which I think you have some of these players that, you know, that teams really have their eye on, and, and to an extent, Josiah, you'll agree with this. They know something that we don't know, I think. I do think Tyree sure. Wilson, um, I have him going a little bit further in the first round, but I do think he's one of those players that has such great upside uh, and playing in a program like Texas Tech, which wasn't great, but he was a big bright spot for them. So I think for the Texans, you know, we talk about this a lot. Building on defense is important. Defenses win championships. I think they'll go quarterback, but you are right. Could be interesting to see which of these teams want to wait another year because I think Caleb Williams and Drake May are arguably, you know, I think both of them might be better than Stroud. So we'll definitely see what happens there. But moving to the third pick, so the Cardinals are on the clock, but in my mock draft, I have them trading back. And they're going to trade with the Tennessee Titans. Mm. And in my opinion, the Titans need a quarterback. Tannehill really didn't play great last season. And you can tell he's kind of on the downside. Malik Willis just didn't show many signs of being a great quarterback. So I think the Titans are going to go QB. That's right. I have three quarterbacks of my top three picks. They're going to go Anthony Richardson out of Florida. That's who I'm picking. Now, Josiah, I mean, you've talked about this. I'm not a big Anthony Richardson guy. He ranked 65th in passing yards last year, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. The Gators just weren't a very good team. They were 6-7, and seven, had a losing record. Um, I'm not really high on Richardson, but I do think that a lot of teams, there's been word that they are high on him. So I do think that the Titans will trade up to get a quarterback. Now, these trades are, too, just kind of what we think. These might not happen at all. That's kind of who I'm going with. But you have the Cardinals staying put at number three. I do. I think the Cardinals really need edge. Uh, When you look at their defense, their best player is Buda Baker. Great safety. He just requested a trade. Mm -hmm. Their next best players are probably the linebackers, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, both of which are arguably first-round busts. And these are your best players on defense. Their team is atrocious. They have one of the worst rosters in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. They desperately need high-value players. They need skill. They need talent. And if Will Anderson Jr. is still on the board at three, 
How do you not take him? You mentioned earlier a lot of people have him and Tyree Wilson very close. I think it's a consensus that Will Anderson is probably ranked higher Mm -hmm. by plenty of teams. If he's a higher-ranked player than Tyree Wilson, the Cardinals just had one of the best players in the draft fall in their lap. I think they sit put. They take him. Although, just a little preview for my mock draft, I also have Anthony Richardson becoming a Titan just later down the line. But I do like that, that fit. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really good. You know, I think Will Anderson, uh, in, in my draft, you know, which we'll get to later, I have him going a little bit later on, but I think Will Anderson by far is arguably the best defensive player in this draft. Mm. I mean, he's one of the best players in college football. Arguably, you know, he, he was one of those guys that, in my opinion, had a lot of hype for the Heisman at points because just how many tackles. He, I, you look at Will Anderson, to me, he's generational type player. I mean, he just flocks to the ball. And I mean, he he's such a great tackler. I mean, the dude just racks up tackles. And 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 that's really what you need. And if you have somebody who's also a hard hitter, Wills put some put some licks on some players. The Cardinals definitely need it. You're so right. They're struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a good roster. I think quarterback wise they're gonna sit with Kyler and see what they've got. But I think next year the Cardinals will be. But Will Anderson, I think, I think is a good pick. Um, but you know, we'll keep going. The Indianapolis Colts are at number four. Me and you both have the same pick here. Um, And so for me, I have the Colts taking Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. You know, I've read reports that he is the apple of their eye, which is an interesting uh, comparison, but I do agree with it. I think Will Levis, Colts love him. Colts need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. They're trying to move on from Matt Ryan. Ever since Andrew Luck has been gone, they've struggled to fill that hole, and they, they they need a young guy, and I think they can build up Will Levis, and, and you have him too at four. I do, yeah, and like you said, they've been struggling to fill the hole since Andrew Luck. When you look at those quarterbacks that have played there, names like Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, all these players that are in their older years, or with Jacoby Brissett, he was fairly younger, but not a franchise guy. Um, they desperately need a quarterback. They love Will Levis. I've seen a lot of people, apparently the Texans really like Will Levis, he the Will Levis is currently the betting odds favorite to go number two uh, to the Panthers. Actually, if Bryce Young, if they don't go Bryce Young, the next best option by betting odds would be Will Levis. A lot of people like Will Levis. I'm not going to say I see all the love, but I'm also not paid millions and millions of dollars to scout people. So I agree with you too. <laughs> uh, we talked about it. Will Levis is one of those guys to me, like Richardson. That ugh, to me, it's just a scary risk to take. But I do think. It'll go at four. Next up, uh, Seattle Seahawks will be picking at five. They might be wondering, well, how the Seahawks have such a high pick? They had a great season last year. That is due to the trade they had with the Broncos to get Russell, or the Broncos had to get Russell Wilson. So Seattle at five. A lot of people think they're going to trade out of this pick. I think they're going to stay here, and I think they're going to go on it on uh, with a defensive player. And I'm getting off the quarterbacks now, um, but I have. Um, Going to the Seattle Seahawks is Jalen Carter, defensive end out of Georgia. Uh, you know, he's one of the best defensive tackle prospects of the past decade. I think him and Will are great players, and I think interchangeably they could go, Will could go before him, but I do think Jalen Carter goes um, despite some of the issues that he's had in the news recently. But I have Jalen Carter at number five to Seattle. Who do you got? I also have Jalen Carter at 5 to Seattle. Uh, In my opinion, Jalen Carter is the best defensive player in this draft. I mean, the kid is phenomenal. For all the love that everybody gave 
Um, a lot of the Georgia players coming out last year. Yeah. I mean, Quay Walker, uh, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Nicobe Dean. There were a lot of good players coming out last year. I think Jalen Carter's the best of them all. He's incredible, so athletic, and obviously there were some serious off-the-field concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the accident, uh, the tragic accident that happened that involved uh, the death of a player yeah. and a faculty that he was involved in to some extent, um, or he was at the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that could very uh, likely drop his stock in some cases, but if you're the Seahawks at five and you have a chance to take the best player here, I don't see why you you pass that up. I agree with you. And then at six, another team that, due to a trade, they have the pick. The Detroit Lions are picking at six. And they have that pick, even though they had a good season, not a winning record. They've get they've got the pick from the Matt Stafford trade with the Rams. Um, and so a lot of people think they might trade out of this, similar to Seahawks. There's a lot of teams that, you know, do have those good records that might trade out to get some more um, assets, things like that. But I think that the Lions stay at six, which might surprise a lot of people. I do think this is one of those picks that could result in a trade. But I'm going to go with Will Anderson to Detroit. Mm. And I think that you get Aiden Hutchinson last year. Of course, they play different positions. But I think if you get Will Anderson to pair with him at the linebacker position, I think that's a great duo. And I think – uh, the Lions know that. They know what they can do here. So I'm going to pick Will Anderson to go at number six. We talked about, you know, him and Carter could in- interchange. I just think Will Anderson, like we said, is generational-type talent. And Detroit, who is really improving already, might want to go there to continue to build that defense. At six, you got your first trade of the draft. Though. I do, I do. Uh, I think there's a strong possibility the Lions do sit here. Apparently they really like Devin Witherspoon. Um, but I also think it's possible they trade down. This is where I have the first trade. The Tennessee Titans move from 11 to 6 to come up and take Anthony Richardson. Now, you've already touched on this. You had them trading up to 3. The Titans really need a quarterback. As you mentioned, Ryan Tannehill, it's just not really there anymore, and I'd argue, when was it ever there? You know, he struggled with Miami, and then he had maybe one good season with Tennessee when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator, and it all kind of went downhill from there. Um, Malik Willis has apparently had a falling out with the coaching staff. They've been fairly public with that. And we saw last year that they were willing to take a swing at a quarterback. I think they kind of they put their big boy pants on, and they go for it all. They go for gold. They go out. They get Anthony Richardson, someone who, as you mentioned, statistically might not have been the best, but he's only started 12 games at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So some people might look at that and go, oh, well, this is a project. We're going to have to let him sit. Like a Trubisky, like a Mitch Trubisky type situation. Right, right. Or a Josh Allen situation. A lot of people thought Josh Allen needed to sit. But similar to Josh Allen, I see him as someone that if you give him about a year full starting, he'll be an incredible starter year two. He needs experience, but he's very talented. He's one of the best in the pocket, in my opinion. The way that he's able to buy time without scrambling, maneuver that pocket, it's really impressive for someone who also is, you know, 6'4", 240 pounds, runs a 4'4", and is just a mountain of a man. Yeah, I think that it's pretty cool we're on the same page about the Titans. I do think Tennessee went with Willis and hopes he would be a, I don't know, project quarterback in my opinion. Didn't yeah. really pan out. You got to go and get one of those guys. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Titans will take a quarterback. At seven, again, 
We have the same pick. Great minds think alike. Um, I'm going the Raiders have number seven. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, is, is who I have. He's just a really great player, I think. He's one of those bright spots for that Illini team last year. I mean, he's physical, he's tenacious, and he really has this edge that he plays with. He never backs down, and in the world of playing in the secondary, when you continue to see these generational-type receivers, you can't be scared, and he's he's one of those guys that you get him in your secondary, I think you can really build around him defensively. So I'm going Devin Witherspoon. I'm also going Devin Witherspoon. If you guys want to laugh, go look up the Raiders' uh Defensive backs they've drafted since they drafted the kid out of Michigan. Um, oh, what's his name? I'm blanking. He's a Hall of Famer, uh, cornerback. He played uh, for the Packers as well. Woodson. Charles Woodson. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was blanking. No, you're fine. Uh, Post-1998 when they drafted Charles Woodson, if you want to laugh, go look up all the other corners they've drafted. It's terrible. It's yeah. awful. There's names like Damon Arnett in there. Uh, and just a long – it looks like a – a graveyard of corners. Yeah. Devin Witherspoon is someone I don't think you can miss on. He He's big. He hits like a linebacker. And he can play outside and inside. Yep. That's something the Raiders desperately need. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And you talk about it. A lot of the blame went to Derek Carr last year. That Raiders defense is abysmal. I mean, it, it is not very good. Um, so they need a kind of guy that can kind of be a staple that they can build around. And I think that's what the draft is all about, right? It's about getting guys that you can build around. I think Witherspoon is one of those players, like you said, that, I mean, just being able to hit like that and be able to cover like he did, like we said, he doesn't back down. You need that in today's day and age. Now, at, at number eight, we'll keep, we're going strong here. The Atlanta Falcons are on the board at eight. We have two different selections here, hmm. um, but I'll go first. Your guy that you had at number two, Tyree Wilson, is who I have going to the Atlanta Falcons, defensive end out of Texas Tech. Atlanta needs something on their defense, and I think that with the addition of Jesse Bates, they're moving in the right direction, and you get a good young guy, Tyree Wilson, that you can kind of build around up front, something the Falcons haven't had in a while, um, will help a lot too. Now, the Falcons... Um, based on what Sports Illustrated is saying, they one of their needs is a quarterback, surprisingly. Um, so I don't think that they'll go there because I think they've got Desmond Ritter. But I do think that Tyree Wilson is their guy at number eight. I like that pick. They desperately need defensive players. Um, in my draft, I think the three defensive players that they might have circled in Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, and Will Anderson, they're all gone. And all of a sudden comes knocking on the door, the Steelers. The Steelers are desperately, desperately trying to trade up. They've been in contact with apparently the Bears and the Titans trying to move up for a tackle. I think they go a little bit earlier, and they go grab number eight from the Falcons. Falcons move down to 17, and the Steelers are taking Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Paris Johnson is arguably the best tackle in this draft or the best full-on left tackle. A lot of people have Skaronski probably as the best offensive lineman in this draft, but uh, he's a little undersized, mm -hmm. so there's some worries about if he could play tackle. Paris Johnson Jr., he's solid, great pass protector, kept the blind side clean for C.J. Stroud in college. He's someone that I think could definitely, definitely fit in for the Steelers, and the Steelers have been prone to trade up before if they really like somebody. They had a conviction about Devin Bush, so they traded from 20 to 10 to go get him. I see a very similar move here. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I think Pittsburgh is one of those players, or one of those teams that we kind of talked, 
that we've kind of talked about, me and you, outside of this, is like they might trade up and may have in the past. I mean, they did last year, too, to go get Kenny Pickett. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a team that I think they want. If they have their eye on a guy, Paris Johnson, I think, is a great pick, too. I do think uh, Skaronsky from Northwestern is a great player, too. I think whoever you get out of those two is going to be good. But Paris Johnson, man, He's just a freak. I mean, the guy is so quick. I mean, he gets set so easily and just has that burst of speed. He's got a great anchor, too. Yeah, and he's got such great upper body strength, which is so key if you're going to play on the line um, as well. Moving to number nine, the Chicago Bears. Um, it's We talked about this. I'm going to go Peter Skaronsky, uh to Chicago. Played at Northwestern, so he's used to the city of Chicago, that is their college there. I think they're going to go out, get the hometown guy, bring him in. Uh, he he's, he plays with a great balance, and he mirrors really well in pass protection. I know you said that there are some worries that he can play tackle. Um, he, he's just a sound pass blocker and run blocker, in my opinion. Uh, he takes excellent angles, um, and so that's kind of where I'm going to go there. I think the Bears take him, and, and, and I think, too, you kind of have that thing where they've seen him. Because he plays in the same city at Northwestern. So that's who I'm going to go with at nine, the Chicago Bears. You're going to go offensive tackle. They desperately need that. Especially if they want to build around Justin Fields and keep him there long term. Man, you got to get the guy some protection. Oh, yeah, of course. And I agree. I'm also going Skaronsky at nine. Um, Peter Skaronsky, yeah, they're just going to you know, run down the street real quick, grab him from Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like him. I think he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. He reminds me a lot of uh, Quentin Nelson, who played tackle in college yeah. at Notre Dame, and then his arms were a little undersized. The difference, I think, between the two is that in recent history, we've seen tackles with shorter arms, such as Rashawn Slater and Tristan Wirfs. Those were major knocks on them. A lot of people didn't think Tristan Wirfs was going to be able to play tackle at the mm-hmm. pro level. And we've seen both of them not only succeed but shine, become all-pro, Pro Bowl, top-notch tackles here. Um, and I think Skronsky definitely has that upside, but if you know if that doesn't work out, then you just get an all-pro guard. Oh no, it's still an all-pro player. You know what I mean? This is somebody that's he's he's a not he's a home run, he's a home run player, and you can't mess up here. I think when you know a couple years from now when we're looking back at this draft, if Skronsky does fall to nine and the Bears can take him, that's going to be one of those picks that we go, oh, how did he fall that far? I agree with you a hundred percent, and I do think talked about man you just gotta go out and you gotta get guys to protect your quarterback that you want to build around um and so I think it'll be a good pick for them as well now at number 10 the Philadelphia Eagles um you might be wondering well why are the Eagles um at number 10 they also are the beneficiaries of a trade um that that they had um with the New Orleans Saints so they will be at number 10 the team that went to the Super Bowl it's getting a top ten pick. Uh, that's not scary at all. But no. <laughs> um, but I, I read a little bit today. I think they're going to go def- defense. But I read that they want Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. Mm. That was a report that is coming out that they were really high on him. Which that's not fair, man. If they get him <laughs> and and all, all those guys, but I think that they'll stay true. And I think they're going to go cornerback. Um, believe it or not. Um, you know, some of their big needs, running back, edge, cornerback. I think running back is one of those positions that you can fill later on. And so I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez out of mm. Oregon. I like that pick. Um, at, at 10 there. 
I mean, he's a talented press corner. He's got the length to really keep up with the receivers. He's got great hands. So if you throw it near him, he might pick it off. But that's who I'm going to pick. I think that's a safe pick for them um, with that defense already being so stellar. Got some great veterans that can tutor him a little bit. So I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez at 10. Now, you also stayed true to the game with defense, but you went on a different position. I did. I did. I uh, I decided to take Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia. Good pick. Uh, he's someone that, especially post-combine, has been getting a lot of hype. A lot. He ran a 4-3-8 at the combine, uh, which, if you don't know, that's extremely fast, yeah. especially for someone who's 240 pounds. And, man, when if you watch the national title game against TCU, he was everywhere. He was unstoppable. I mean, and not just in that game, the whole season. Yeah. And the, the thing about Nolan Smith that everybody talks about is his leadership, what he brings to a locker room. This guy is someone that I've heard people say he could be a team captain as a rookie. That never happens. This guy is an incredible player and an incredible person. I think the Eagles, who need help on the defensive line, look at that and go, we're not only getting a top 10 talent and the intangibles, but we're getting someone that can lead our locker room for time to come, especially with an aging defense. That's huge. Very important for that team. Yeah, and then uh, moving to 11, so Titans would be picking here, but I said they were going to trade with the Cardinals. So in my opinion, the Cardinals at number 11 go with Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle Ohio State. I think, yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I think that they need someone to protect Kyler Murray. He's coming off that injury, so they need kind of a big guy that they can grow, that they can kind of grow their offensive line around. And I think that he's going to be a good pick. So I go Cardinals at 11, taking Paris Johnson. I like that. Uh, at 11, I have uh, the Titans picking from the trade with the Lions. I have them taking Christian Gonzalez. You already hit most of the main points, I think. He's an incredible corner, uh, he's very technically sound, and the Lions need cornerbacks. I agree with you in Detroit and really building up that uh, defense there with Aiden Hutchinson. I think that they're going to do a good job. I think the Lions are one of those teams that you know that draft room has to be excited. Like, man, we're going to have a good shot to kind of get a guy, get multiple guys that can really Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, So at number 12, the Houston Texans. Uh, from their trade with the Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to stay put at 12. And I think they're going to give C.J. Stroud his number one weapon from co- from college in Jackson Smith from Ohio State. I think he's, man, just he has to be the best receiver in this draft. He's such a great player. Um, and, and I really, truly believe that um, if you're able to get a guy that already has great chemistry with your quarterback, that's going to be amazing. Jackson was all over the place last year. He has been for a couple years. I mean, I just think he's a generational type receiver. And I think if you're Houston, you go, okay, you know, we're building up our our, our offense. And, you know, it would be good to have C.J. Stroud have a familiar face. He's already thrown so many touchdowns to uh, in college. Yeah, I also have the Texans taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is someone that – most people probably remember him for getting 316 yards in the 2021 Rose Bowl. This is an incredible player. He's so, so dangerous out of the slot. He reminds me so much of Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he has Cooper Cup upside. He can play on the outside. Uh, you mentioned earlier that the Eagles really liked him. It is a strong possibility he doesn't make it out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I don't think the Texans let him go past 12. Yeah. Do you think Houston would could trade up to get him? 
I think it's a possibility. The Houston Texans are someone, if they're willing to trade down from two, I could see them willing to trade up from 12, depending on how they decide to pick in this draft. Um, And then moving on to pick 13, that was the New York Jets just a couple days ago. Now it's the Green Bay Packers as they have traded Aaron Rodgers. New era for Green Bay at 13. This is a tough pick for me because I sat there and go, okay, do they go quarterback here? Do they go with somebody like Hendon Hooker? Then I got to think that Jordan Love showed such promise. Why do you want to mess that up? I think they're going to start building around him. And so this pick is is a little interesting because I do think that there are better receivers ahead of this guy. But I think that having this deep threat, someone that you can throw down there to, is going to be big. And he really, in the college football playoff, I think helped this draft stock a lot. I'm going to go Quentin Johnson, receiver TCU, mm. to Green Bay at 13. I think that Addison and Zay Flowers might be a little bit better, but I think what Green Bay wants is kind of a guy that's a deep threat that can go out and compete against those corners. I mean, he does a great job tracking the ball over his shoulder, which is so, so big. Um, and really, I mean – he does a good job of blocking, too. So I think Quentin Johnson goes. Um, and that's what PFF has in their mock draft. I just was sitting there looking like they do need a guy like that. But I think you got guys like, say, Flowers, Jordan Anderson, or Jordan Addison, that could fit this spot as well. But I'm going to Quentin Johnson just because of his deep threat ability. I like that. They desperately need receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an interesting factoid about the Packers, they have not drafted a receiver in the first round in, o- in over 20 years now. Um, the last one that they drafted, I believe, was in 2002. So the irony that it takes until Aaron Rodgers to leave for him to finally get a receiver receiver. in the first round. Uh, I have them continuing the streak. Uh, As much as I like uh, the Packers, as much as they need receivers, I don't think they take one. I have them taking Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Not a bad pick. Uh, He's someone who didn't get a lot of playing time in college, but... He's extremely – the intangibles are all there. He's extremely athletic. He's fast. He played at 275 at 6'5", and he has the speed and the ability, the agility to play edge as a full-on blitzing linebacker. Reminds me a lot of Rashawn Gary, who plays sometimes at about 270, uh, who also plays on the Packers. Came out of Michigan a couple years ago. I think they can pair him with Rashawn Gary and just have two massive bulking linebackers that they can blitz from each side. That's going to help that defense a lot. I think that's a good pick as well. Moving on, pick 14, the New England Patriots. And the Patriots are one of those teams that you have to go, like, what are they going to do this year? I think there's plenty of ways that they can go. But for me, I think that they focus on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that they go cornerback. And they go Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State University. He's tall, extremely long, and he's a technical press corner. I mean, he just runs well. He's got that physicality. And I think they take him over a guy like Emmanuel Forbes because I think Forbes is, you know, a good player, but he's a little bit smaller. So they want Joey Porter. He's a hard hitter. And that's who I go. I think they'll go defense and focus on that secondary. I like that pick. And I think Joey Porter definitely fits their, uh, their kind of team and dynamic. Um, I have them taking Zay Flowers, the receiver, out of uh, Boston College. Great receiver. Great Incredible receiver. receiver. Very shifty. Part of the reason, I don't think it would be the best pick for them, but they have courted this player like so much this offseason. Mm-hmm. They've brought him in for a top 30 visit. They've had visits with him at his pro day. They've had visits with him at his combine. At this point, they know his third cousins. They know his favorite food. 
I think if they don't pick him, they're going to have to sign legal paperwork for a divorce to happen. They love this kid. They can't get away from this kid. I can't see them taking anyone but Zay Flowers here. Yeah, and two, you know, Zay Flowers played at Boston College, hometown kid. So they've been able to keep an eye on him throughout it as well. At 15, New York Jets are on the board. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know, Jets fans <laughs> have to be feeling great. They've got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you should feel that great because we've already seen a former Packer quarterback go to the Jets. It didn't work out as well. But I think that the Jets will start building around Rodgers with offensive tackle. We both have offensive tackles, two different guys, though. Um, and so I think that they need to go with this. Um and, you know, with Paris Johnson and Peter Skwonski off. I'm going to go Broderick Jones out of Georgia like with that, that pick. pick. Uh, he's pure. He's got pure speed off the edge, and he really is a great pass protector, which is what they need. They have really struggled with that last year. If you remember, Mike White was cut in half three or four times when they played the Buffalo Bills mm. in Buffalo. They need to protect Rodgers. Rodgers is not a guy that you go out and trade a lot for for him to be on his back. So, Broderick Jones is, is who I've got out of Georgia. I like that pick. I agree. They desperately need uh, pass protection, the Jets do. Uh, Makai Becton, a guy who they drafted a couple years ago, uh, he's been injured a lot, hasn't worked out. I believe they had George Fant playing a couple games for them at tackle, and then he's somewhere in his late 30s. Uh, they desperately need young blood and good pass protectors. I have them taking Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, someone that has been rising up draft boards recently. I think he's someone that is a great pass uh, protector, and he's plug-and-play. I think he's someone that day one you can place him there, and at worst he'll be solid. I, I think both picks are pretty good. I do think that offensive tackle is where they have to go with this pick. Moving on to pick 16, the Washington Commanders are on the board. The Commanders are an interesting team when it comes to picking. They have some needs, quarter, cornerback, offensive tackle, and uh, Sports Illustrated list the quarterback as their needs. I don't know if that's where they're going to go. I think Sam Hell's their guy. Um, but I do think that they'll focus on the defensive end of the ball. And I think they're going to go cornerback, and they're going to go Emmanuel Forbes out oh. of Mississippi State, which is a little bit interesting there. But I, I think he's going to go there. He's got long arms. He's got excellent speed. Only thing about him is that he'll have to bulk up in the offseason. 6'1", 166 pounds. But um, he's best in off coverage. And I do think the commanders can go and get this guy who I think is going to be a really great addition for that defense. So I think they go cornerback, um, which, as you can see, but I've had, I have a decent amount of cornerbacks going. Um, but that's who I pick, Emmanuel Forbes for the commanders. I like that solid zone corner. I don't have Forbes in my first round. I think he'll fall to the second, but that's that's an interesting pick. I do have the commanders reaching, though. Uh, I have them taking Jack Campbell, linebacker. It seems like every single year, at least one team will reach into the first round and get a, like athletic freak at linebacker, someone that they need linebacker, and he's really good, and so they just kind of swing for the fences and hope he works. Uh, yeah, I have Jack Campbell. He's at Iowa, 6'5", 250. He reminds me a lot of Tremaine Edmonds. Um, and they just lost their best linebacker in Cole Holcomb to the Steelers in the offseason. They've taken a couple linebackers in the first round before. Jameen Davis, a couple years ago, he hasn't really panned out. I think they take another swing at linebacker. Don't, I think that's an interesting pick. I think we both have reaches there for the commanders as well. Pick 17, 
belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, uh, you had Pittsburgh picking earlier, so you'll have Atlanta, but I have Pittsburgh staying put at 17, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will take an offensive tackle. I think they're going to go Darnell Wright out of Tennessee with that 17th pick. They desperately need offensive tackle. Talk about Paris Johnson. I think they'll wait and get their guy later on, but I think no matter what, they're going offensive tackle. But Darnell Wright, I think, is the guy that goes. I like that. That's a good, that's a good solid pick for the Steelers. Like you mentioned, I have the Falcons here at 17 from a previous trade. I think the Falcons take uh, best player available, and I would be shocked to see if there's a better player here than Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is arguably top five, top three player in this entire draft. He's without looking at what he can do on the ground, just running the football, which is incredible. Yeah. When you look at him as a passing threat and what he can do, he's he's got rivaling Kamara McCaffrey ability. I mean, this guy is an incredible offensive weapon. If you take the running back moniker away from that and you just look at him as a player, he's one of the best, if not the best, offensive weapon in this entire draft. And if you look at what the Falcons have come from, they've got uh, Cordero Patterson that they've been doing a lot of heavy run up the middle mixed with some swing passes. And then they're coming from a team where their head coach used to be the offensive coordinator for the Titans, a team that did a lot of run up the middle with some swing passes with Derrick Henry. I think Bijan perfectly fits there, and they kind of lock up that offense and give Desmond Ritter some help. I think Bijan Robinson's a beast. I think whatever team uh, gets him will be very happy, but I have Bijan falling a little bit more, and we'll get to that later. Uh, at 18, the Detroit Lions are back on the board. And believe it or not, you might find this pick interesting, but I think you're pretty high on this guy as well. Um, I'm going to go Kalijah Kansi, like defensive that. tackle out of Pittsburgh. He's a, disru- he's a disruptive run defender. Good Lord, he's explosive in the pass rush. I think that's the type of guy that uh, Detroit needs. And I really talk about that defense. You know, I've, I've talked about, how they're going to be pairing. They're going to pair. And if they go and get Will Anderson, I think that'll be a great pick. And then you pair Aiden Hutchinson with Kalijah Kansi. I think they're going to have a really good job of building up that defense. Detroit keeps it going. And at 18, they're going to go Kansi. I like Kansi. He's someone I call a Walmart Aaron Donald. I usually don't like to comp people to Hall of Famers, but he's someone that that's about – all he that's all about all where he can you know that's the only comparison we have for him he's so good he's so fast at defensive tackle I have a trade at 18 I have the Seahawks leapfrogging the Buccaneers to go from 20 to 18 and I have them taking CJ Stroud now you haven't heard me say that name yet Stroud has fallen on my mock draft quite a lot uh all the way down to 18 this is not something while I've think it's uncommon and I don't think it will happen it's something that's definitely possible we saw Justin Fields fall to 11 Mm -hmm. after talk of him going number two to the Jets for a while in 2021 um it's not uncommon that we see quarterbacks slide at all uh Dwayne Haskins fell to 15 in his draft he was supposed to be a top five guy Mm -hmm. and you'll you'll notice they're both Ohio State quarterbacks that I mentioned Ohio State kind of has a uh a history of quarterbacks not performing well in the NFL. And after this S2 test, which I don't put a lot of faith in personally, but it seems a lot of teams do, I see him falling quite far. The Seahawks can jump in front of the Buccaneers, get somebody to immediately compete with Geno Smith, and if Stroud is as good as a lot of people think he is, then the Seahawks will be just fine for a long time. 
I think that's pretty interesting. I shroud it too. You have them at 18, but that's the beauty of the NFL draft. We don't know where they're going to go, but these are just kind of where we are at. Tampa Bay on the board at 19. Buccaneers are in this weird limbo. They haven't made any. So Tom Brady retires. Kyle Trask, I guess, is going to be their guy, their quarterback. I think, yeah. I think. Well, Baker Mayfield is there as well. Oh, that's right. Baker, Baker did go there. So it's it's interesting to me what the Bucs are going to do. Their needs, offensive tackle, defensive line, safety, and quarterback. And we surprisingly have the same pick here. they got Baker Mayfield. He's on a one-year prove-it deal. Trask, I don't really know if he's got it. I think they're going to go with a project quarterback. I think they're going to take Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Yes, sir. I think he's the final quarterback in the round. But I don't know. Just something about Hendon Hooker. I like him there. And I think he's one of those guys that we've seen. He's projected to go as high as fit as five. I think I think Hendon Hooker might be the guy for Tampa Bay to kind of build around, give a couple years to sit behind Baker, see what happens. And then if not, he's a good asset that they could trade and maybe get some stuff in future drafts. But Hendon Hooker at 19. Yeah, I love. I also have Hendon Hooker at 19. I love that pick. I talked about Nolan Smith and what he brings in leadership. Hendon Hooker also has that. He's someone that at the Senior Bowl was in huddles, talking to the team, hyping people up, trying to go through play calls, and he had just recently torn his ACL. He wasn't even playing. He couldn't, and yet he was still there on the field at practice every single day, every single snap, getting involved. He's he's the ultimate leader in my eyes. I mean, he's an incredible player. And again, when you speak about teams that kind of feel lost, that are falling out of control, leadership can be such a huge part of that. I think that'd be huge for the Buccaneers if they get Hinton Hooker. Moving on to pick 20, Seattle back on the board. You had them leapfrogging, so you won't have the Seahawks. But I have the Seahawks staying put. And I think that Seattle, the, the biggest thing for the Seahawks, uh, for them, is to get some of those best players. And they need a D-tackle. They need an edge they need some of those guys, and so I'm going to have them go with a linebacker. I have Nolan Smith out of Georgia going to the Seattle Seahawks. You talked about him in depth, so I won't give too much piece, but I do think Nolan Smith, one of the best players available at number 20 at that point, and I think that he'll go there. I like that pick. I like that pick. Uh, I have the Lions here, of course, because they traded with the Seahawks, and at 20 I have the Lions taking Dalton Kincaid, uh, the tight end out of Utah, incredible route runner. Uh, very flexible. He's got great bend. He's got incredible hands. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him drop a pass. This kid is very, very good. Uh, first tight end off the board. I don't think he's the best pure tight end, but when you look at somebody that could play that slot tight end slash receiving tight end, look at somebody like Mike Gusecki and that style of play. I think Dalton Kincaid can be an immediate contributor to the Lions. At number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers on the board. Chargers are an interesting situation as well. And uh, what Sports Illustrated lists as their need is receiver, safety, and offensive tackle. I don't really agree with maybe the receiver part because they still got Keenan Allen and some guys there. Um, so I don't think they'll go offense. I think they'll go defense. And I think they'll take Brian Branch, cornerback out of Alabama. Really, really solid player. He's developed into a reliable uh, cover safety. Um, and, you know, he's capable of matching up with many receivers, which in this day and age you need. So Brian Branch, in my opinion, goes to the Chargers at 2-1. I like Brian Branch, a great corner safety hybrid, um, especially slot corner. I think he could work well with the Chargers. I have them taking wide receiver. Um, when you look at their receivers, 
I think they're about one bad injury away from one of the worst receiver depth charts in the entire league. Uh, Keenan Allen's getting up there. He's older. He struggled with injury. And Mike Williams is great, but he's a little streaky. You can never really trust him. I think they need something at worst is depth. At most, it's um, the wide receiver of their future. I think that's Jordan Addison at USC. I think they really like the kid. They brought him in for a top 30 visit. Makes sense. Plug him in right there. So at 22, the Baltimore Ravens, back on the clock, you talked about receiver. I think with Lamar Jackson kind of being in limbo, and if they don't go with Lamar, they'll have Tyler Huntley. I think they just picked up Odell Beckham. Um, And in my opinion, they're going to continue the offensive trend. Jordan Addison out of USC goes at 22. I have receivers in my next two picks, but Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison is going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, okay. I have the Ravens taking a corner. Uh, currently, their starter beside Marlon Humphrey is a third-round pick from two drafts ago that no one's ever heard of. They desperately need corner. Um, they're going to go Joey Porter Jr. here. If you have the ability to kind of stick the knife into your rival, you have a great for the Steelers, and you take his son as the Ravens. It's just it's too juicy. I love it too much. It's such a great draft story. And Joey Porter Jr., he's long, he's lanky, he plays corner like a middle linebacker, in my opinion. Hard-hitting, he can sure up the other side beside Marlon Humphrey, and it's really going to help their struggling secondary. At pick 23, the Minnesota Vikings. In my opinion, I said I'm going receiver, and I'm going receiver here. With the loss of Thieland, I think they'll need a guy to kind of fill that role. And I think Zay Flowers out of Boston College goes at 23, and I think... You know, you talked about earlier, that's one of those guys people want to be like, how did he fall to 23? And it's going to be a steal by the Vikings. Big fan of Zay Flowers. That guy is all over the place. Uh, He's ultra quick and he's highly instinctive when route running, which that's stuff you can't teach. That just comes natural. So Zay Flowers is going to be the guy, and I have him going to the Vikings to kind of fill up that role that Thielen is leaving behind. I like that. I like that. Uh, someone that we just recently uh, touched on, Brian Branch. I have him going to the Vikings at 23, so I'm not going to talk about him a lot other than uh, the Vikings need corners desperately. They need safety. Brian Branch can play both. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Dax Hill, who came out of the draft a couple years ago to your Bengals, actually. Um, I think he he can contribute immediately. At 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the board. In my opinion, there are three needs they need. Off, uh, outside linebacker, offensive tackle, and cornerback. And I think that they'll actually end up going defense, but they'll go D-end because I think at this point you're not going to get kind of those players you want. And I think that they're going to keep the Clemson connection going. They're going to take Miles Murphy, uh, a defensive end there. Um, he's got a high motor, and he's a great pass rusher, and he's got some really excellent takeoff quickness, uh, which will be really good. But Miles Murphy at 24 for me out of Clemson. Yeah, I like I like Miles Murphy there. Uh, both Miles Murphy and Brian Breesy, two Clemson players that have fallen down draft boards heavily this year. They had an incredible 2021, and they both struggled mightily in 2022. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to affect uh, the you know the draft and where it shakes out on their landing spots. I have the Jaguars taking Kalaja Kansi mm-hmm. at 24. Um, I think they need pass rush help, and if you tie him in with Trevon Walker, that's results immediately. Uh, and then next up, the New York Giants are picking at 25. Um, now, normally there's 32 teams. There are only 31 picks in this round. So um, just as we continue to go on, just so that's noted. Um, but I think that the New York Giants are going to go 
with a cornerback, uh, believe it or not. And I think they're going to go Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Uh, physical press zone corner with the fluidity and top end speed to turn and run with any receiver. So I'm going to go Deontay Banks. I like that. It's a great pick. Uh, Deontay Banks is someone that I also have falling down this board, and I don't think he'll fall that far. He's someone that I don't see making it out of the 20s. But uh, the way that this, you know both of our drafts shake up, sometimes names got to fall. He just seems to be the one who fell. At 25, I actually have a trade. Uh, Broderick Jones has not been called yet on my mock draft. That's something that's going to change immediately. The Chiefs are going to trade up with the Giants going from 31 to 25, and they're going to select an offensive tackle to pair with their new free agent signing in Juwan Taylor and take Broderick Jones. And they're going to shore up those offensive tackles and for the second year in a row, I believe, have two different names at both offensive tackle positions. Um, next up, Cowboys at 26. This might surprise you a little bit, um, but this is a need for the Cowboys, tight end. Um, Sports Illustrated says they need a running back. I don't agree with that. I think Tony Pollard's the guy. I think defensively, I think they're fine at the moment. But I think tight end is where they're going to go, and they're going to take Michael Mayer at another dame at 26. I think Michael Mayer is the best tight end in this draft. I think he's better than Dalton Kincaid. I think that he was a great player at Notre Dame. In my opinion, he was there. I always said he's the best cornerback in the nation, or the best cornerback, best tight end in the nation. And I think that the Cowboys go with him. I think he's too good to pass up, man. I agree. I also have the Cowboys taking Michael Mayer. This guy reminds me of Jason Witten already. It makes way too much sense for him to go to the Cowboys. He's so physical, easily the best tight end in the draft. I will not say he's the best in the nation. I'm a big Brock Bowers guy who we'll see in a couple years, but uh, I, I love Michael Mayer, and I agree. I think he'd be a great fit for the Cowboys. Next up, 27 Buffalo Bills. Um, some of the needs that are listed here, receiver, linebacker, safety, and I think that they will go linebacker, but I think the guy they're going to go with is a little bit of a – I don't know, maybe reach, but I think at this point they're going to go with him. Uh, I'm going to pick Will McDonald, uh, the fourth to go there out of Iowa State. 6'4", 239, he's long, an explosive head rusher, and he's got this great closing burst. I think he's one of those guys that they're going to take a chance on, and I think that um, he's going to be the guy at 27 for Buffalo. Okay, I like that, you know, kind of shoring up that edge rusher position. Also, you have Vaughn Miller, who's coming off, I believe, an Achilles tear yep. at 34 years old. He may never be the same player again, so that's a nice pick. I have the Bills reaching a little bit. They're going to take Osiris Torrance, the interior offensive lineman from Florida. I bet. Uh, I think they need offensive line, you know, pretty pretty desperately. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I like their center, Mitch Morse, other than that, there's a lot of question marks on that offensive line. I think Osiris Torrance can be a plug-and-play player right now and help protect Josh Allen. At 28, the Cincinnati Bengals are back on the board. These are my. This is my team right here. Uh, and so I haven't called this player's name. Called him about 10 picks ago. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to draft B. John Robinson out of Texas. I think he's going to fall. And I think uh, he'll be my only running back in the first round. Um, but I do think Bijan uh, is such a great player, one of the best running backs in the nation. I think the Bengals, with some of Joe Mixon's issues, they might want to officially make the change. But Bijan Robinson at 28 to the Bengals. I think if he falls to 28, that is 
there will be parades in the street in Cincinnati. That's an incredible pick if that happens. Uh, I have someone who also is falling. I don't think he'll be here at 28, but uh, maybe not parades, but there'll be a lot of celebratory uh, houses in Cincinnati. I have Deontay Banks going to the Bengals. You talked about him a little bit. I think that could really help the outside corner, and you may never have to you know, hear Eli Apple's name again, which that should be you know, a joy for every football fan, no matter the team. So moving on, pick 29, the New Orleans Saints. They need to tackle Brian Brassi out of Clemson. That's who I'm going to go with. I like that. That's a, that's a good pick. Uh, I have them taking at 29, uh, Miles Murphy, another Clemson player you mentioned already. Uh, they lost Marcus Davenport. I think he plays a similar role, and you can kind of get some good production, possibly a better upside than Davenport as well for Miles Murphy. At pick 30, I have the Philadelphia Eagles there. In my opinion, they're going to trade the pick. The Bengals are going to be back on the clock. Oh, wow. Okay. And they're going to fill their other need of tight end. They're going to take Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. That's my pick there. I have the Bengals going Bichon and trading back in to take Dalton Kincaid. You talked about him a little bit. One of the best tight ends in the nation out of Utah. I think the Bengals are going to shore up some uh, some of their offensive positions there. Wow, trading know. about 30 picks to go back <laughs> up. That's it's quite the quite the trade. Uh, I have uh, I have the Eagles taking uh, Julius Brents at thirty. He's a cornerback out of Kansas State. He's someone that's had a lot and a lot of hype coming out recently. A lot of people call him a Tariq Woolen build, and I think after Tariq Woolen's success for the Seahawks, people want to jump on the possibility of getting that as soon as possible. Um, the Eagles you mentioned before do need some cornerback help. It makes sense. It's a plug-and-play piece right there. And then the last pick is the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I think with the loss of Juju Smith, I think the Chiefs are going to take a little bit of a chance, and they're going to take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Great player, super explosive, seems to be open all the time. Uh, But, yeah, that's who who I'm going to go with. That's a great pick. I really like that for the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs trading up for Broderick Jones earlier. So I have the Giants at 31. Uh, I have them taking John Michael Schmitz. He's a center out of Minnesota. This is a guy that they seem to absolutely love. The Jets also like him, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a reach and he goes maybe 15 to the Jets. But I have him falling all the way to 31, and the Giants take a excellent center that they can lock up the position for the next 10, 15 years here. Yep, so that's... Um um, so that's going to be kind of what happens in the first round. The NFL draft is three days. So first round will be on Thursday. On Friday, it'll be the second and third round. And then on Saturday, it'll be the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, so going to be a going to be a interesting uh, three days. That's just the first round that we had, probably the most important picks. But there's there's some sneaky good players as well that might sneak into the first round that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, I was just going to mention, you mentioned Jalen Hyatt already. That's a that's a player I could see coming in. Darnell Washington is someone I could see in the first round, maybe to the Bengals. Anton Harrison is a good offensive tackle. You mentioned Quentin Johnson at 13. Uh, I don't have him in my mock. He could sneak into the first. B.J. Ojolari is someone I really like. I see him as a top of the second round guy, but he could sneak into the first. Will McDonald, you already mentioned. Joe Tipman, a center out of Wisconsin. Uh, Cedric Tillman, that's Jalen Hyatt's teammate from Tennessee, both wide receivers. Tillman is more of a Devontae Parker-esque player. Very good. Tucker Craft, tight end out of South Dakota State. 
I have him as my second highest rated tight end of the entire draft, and he's someone that's been getting a lot of second round buzz. Brian Breesy, which I believe you had going to the Saints. Uh, Keanu Benton, he's someone I could very easily sneak, see sneak into the first round or at the top of the second. Defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. He's a run blocker, space eater, someone that is great. And a little dark horse candidate, Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Not a lot of hype on him, but an incredibly good player. And if you fall in love with him near the bottom of the board, maybe the Eagles at 30, I could see it happening. All right, well, that's some really good analysis there. I think there's going to be a lot of great players. This draft is really really full of of good talented individuals as well all right well that's going to be all the time that we have today thank you so much for tuning in to the niner sports talk josiah thank you so much for uh joining me today thank you for having me it was fun and we're going to enjoy the nfl draft and we'll see you next week